welcome to Turning Your Cruising Dreams into Reality podcast. I'm Jackie Parry and it's good to have your company again. Today I've got a story about Las Perlas near Panama. It was quite the adventure in getting to Las Perlas and the weather that pushed us somewhere else made us explore somewhere we hadn't even considered exploring and it's one of our favourite destinations. This episode is brought to you by Pentenius Yacht Insurance. Chatting to my dad on Skype, he in England and I'm in Ecuador, I told him how we planned to sail to Panama to collect our new sails. You talk about it as though you were popping off to the supermarket, he laughed. With only 560 nautical miles to traverse, we thought the journey a breeze. But the trip grew to epic proportions even before we started. Farewells are a continuous part of the cruising life that can pitch and roll the equilibrium that sailing bestows. After seven months anchored in Bahia de Caracas in Ecuador, we collected many friends, most we would never see again. But tipping the scales into a whole new level of sadness was the news that a local lady, a new cruiser and my friend unexpectedly died. Margarita had fallen in love with an American sailor and over the years they planned numerous adventures, starting in the Perlis Islands, leaving Bahia just two weeks before us. It was here she swam around the boat and suddenly, without obvious reason or sound, expired. The news reached us the day before we left Bahia and we felt hollow. The whole town felt hollow. The autopsy revealed a cerebral aneurysm. Our tearful goodbyes in this small, close-knit town left us red-eyed and exhausted. For three days, full, billowing canvas drove piwacket slicing through the water like a fine Arab, her neck stretched. We slept well, which was lucky as we were about to meet our next challenge. As we entered the Gulf of Panama, the traffic thickened to an extent that we felt as though we were playing space invaders at night. With just 50 nautical miles to Las Perlas, one of the great procession of squalls did not dissipate. Instead, it folded itself into a full-blown gale. Consistent 30-knot winds raised a heavy sea that beat us back. Squalls still persisted amid the gale and reconfirmed our contempt for the ITCZ, the Intertropical Convergence Zone, that separates the North and South Hemisphere trade winds. This area is shadowed by determined and eternally infuriating squalls. Constant armies of clouds march across the sky, accompanied by rain so heavy I thought a 747 must be landing on our decks. 
visibility often became zero and when the busy highway of vessels arriving to and departing from Panama Canal there was a tense time compounded by a dislike of this area and passion for a radar. Blending our frustration of being so close to our destination, maddening weather and emotional exhaustion was our lifeline to the outside world suddenly decided to lock itself into an unusable state. Our SSB, which is also known as our HF, High Frequency Long Range Radio, on which we speak to friends, partake in different nets and skeds and receive weather, had started to flash unlock on its screen. Of a vintage similar to me, we were quietly satisfied with the C222 unit. It had worked fine just until now. Both manuals for the radio gave us no clue as to its choice of words on the screen. We could not receive or transmit. For the first time ever, we had no access to weather while underway and were slamming about in gale-force winds, wondering well, what's going to happen next. A mid-ocean meeting ensued, and with all considered, we both favoured a safe haven. Quickly, we scanned charts and pilot books, locating exceptionally safe and easy anchorage sites in western Panama. We turned Pyrakic's bows west and endured 24 hours of boisterous beam-on sailing. At midnight, we eased behind the headland and could not decide whether the wind had suddenly died because of the protection or it just happened to blow itself out at that point. But we didn't really care. We were safe. The sea smoothed and instead of heaving decks and great fountains of surf from our stem, the bow wave now chuckled contentedly. The twelve knot winds blew us silently into what felt like heaven. At 3am we putted into an anchorage, the radar picking up tiny fishing buoys that flashed a welcome. Exhaustion engulfed and after the traditional safe harbour beer at 5am, we slipped into blissful slumber. Six years previously, we had traversed the Panama Canal and our last boat, Mariah too. At that time, we'd given no thought to the Perlis Archipelago or other areas of mainland Panama. Our sights at that time were firmly fixed on the Pacific Islands. On board Pyrakit in April 2010, we had sailed right past from Acapulco to Isle de Cocos and then on to Ecuador to avoid the impending hurricane season. By Mother Nature's hand, we were now in a place we'd never considered visiting. Despite frantic button pushing, knob twiddling and a mixed bag of kind then nasty words, the SSB radio stayed resolutely locked. We were in the protection of Western Panama and we had no means of communication and no idea whether the girl was persisting or it died out. That led us to meandering around islands and up rivers for four blissful, silent days. At times we thought the world must have ended. We did not spy another living soul, not even bugs or garbage. Only a party of the most enormous dolphins we had ever seen, twisting in our gurgling bow wave. 
surrounding mangroves. At night we slept in the cockpit, watching Orion's belt and the Southern Cross carve arcs in the heavens, while the soft breeze stroked our skin. The quiet pressed on our ears, causing us to whisper. Clothes were unnecessary, and even further up the river, the water remained clear. It was balm to our battle-weary souls, both mentally and physically. We had left Bahia the same time as sailing vessel Dana. Lena and Henrik hailed from Denmark and had quickly become people we enjoy spending time with. We had VHF radio contact for the first day and luckily the SSB had locked while we were still in VHF range. So that's our short range radio. So we could let them know we'd be out of touch on the long range SSB radio. They too were heading for the Perlers and we planned to spend Christmas together. Greedily anticipating a Danish Christmas on the 24th of December. Our traditional Christmas on the 25th. And wrapped around this was Noel's birthday on the 24th, 21st of December and mine heralding a new decade on the 26th. After four blissful days of tangible silence, broken only by the odd hidden keening of burns and no weather report, we left Western Panama, bound for the Perlis and then Balboa. Northerlies do build in the Gulf of Panama this time of year, gaining strength as December matures. Often we saw patches of meringue-tipped water as it jumped vertically when swirling currents opposed the wind. In the lee of the land of Western Panama, for the first 12 hours, we enjoyed riding the currents, a 50-knot breeze and whopping 8 to 9 knot speed over the ground. During the moonlit night, the wind eased and we motored fearful of being caught in the Gulf again. In the final 12 hours of the 36-hour 30, journey, we encountered northeast headwinds, but with a feeble fight of just 10 knots. We persisted with the motor, with hunched shoulders, ever watchful of the wind speed. What should have been four easy days to La Perlas have been fraught with emotions and delays. Ten days after departing Ecuador, we finally made destination. Sailing vessel Dana was not at our agreed meeting anchorage. We had no idea what their tactics had been. Did they hove to? Or did they run with the girl as we did? Maybe they sought shelter on eastern Panama or even head back to Bahia. Periodically, we tried our VHF to locate Dana. An American registered sailboat called Free Range Sailing had putted into the anchorage on the southern part of Isle de Rey at the same time as us, and they had kindly called the Pan Pacific Net to let them know where we were as well as because we had spoken to the net once on our first day out and we hadn't reported again since. And hopefully with this, Dana would catch our message. After a refreshing swim and a decent night's rest, we decided to up anchor and find more protection. Whilst not untenable, there was a slight roll in this anchorage and we really wanted complete protection and therefore a complete rest. As we discussed the following day's activities, which was Noel's birthday, Lena's voice came barreling through the radio. What a welcome and what joy to hear our friends were safe. And they were around the corner in a tranquil anchorage. 
spurred on by the thought of a voyage debrief over chilled wine, good food and kindred folk, we upped anchor to move 15 miles to the east side of Isle de Ray. Here we shared tactics. Dana had hove too, but had been pushed many miles back south and southeast, arriving at Perlers just two days before us. The girl had persisted for four days, giving us relief of our decision to head so far west and hide out for a few days. Sparkling water, all-round protection, sandy beaches, only the odd squawk from wildlife, athletic fish and muffled rumble of distant surf broke the hush. Fresh water trickling down ancient rocks created mini pools at low tide, granting us a serene, shady setting to catch up on laundry. But what the books and other cruisers did not mention about Las Perlas was the bugs. Small mosquitoes and no would squeeze through gaps in the nets on board. The next line of defence was mozzie coils. They slowed down the critters a little, spraying the nets with repellent eased their feast for a few hours. But I'm convinced they shut their eyes and noses to fly through the smoke. They announced their arrival by dive-bombing uncovered skin. It turned me into some sort of self-slapping lunatic. One still night I was bitten so much I could have arranged several join-the-dots competitions on my legs. Waking during fitful nights to find I had torn up my legs until they bled kind of took the polish off the place, but admittedly other more open anchorages had fewer bugs. The other eye-opener not mentioned in discussions or prose is the rubbish. In the immediate vicinity of the popular anchorages, locals clean up disregarded plastic into piles to bury under leaves, leaving their 360 view at anchor almost pristine. However, hop in the dinghy and undertake a little adventure to windward beaches and the piles of garbage are stunning. We could only assume that the currents create eddies that suck in the garbage from the eastern Pacific and the string of islands acted as sieve, collecting great chunks of one of humanity's great embarrassments, of which we are all to blame. In sailing, living on board and visiting ideal destinations, there is always a compromise. We enjoyed the pearlers for protected anchorages, fascinating wildlife and a tranquil rest. The tenacious bugs were like nothing we had ever experienced before. The amount of garbage not witnessed since the South China Sea. The Danish Christmas on board sailing vessel Dana was delicious, fun and excruciatingly hot. Not a breath of breeze eased the pain. My birthday at a more exposed but suitably protected anchorage was in 25 knots of wind and driving rain, making dinner a task to get over with before arranging anchor watch for the night. Still, much laughter was carried off into the squalls. This is the reality of cruising. We are truly blessed with a life full of adventure, fun and love. With all aspects of sailing and escapade, both joy and fear live in the same neighbourhood. Reality is the result. Just like witnessing fascinating wildlife means enduring hungry bugs. The loss of someone that was becoming a good friend exchanged depressing thoughts of farewelling my thirties to a joy of being alive 
and able to experience places others cannot. Soon we will return to Balboa, scene of our successful canal passage on board Mariah. That was with Noel's brother Cole and my dad Roy. We made lifelong friends there. And we wonder what is in store for us this time. I hope you enjoy that story. Obviously, it's a story very close to my heart, bringing back some very sad memories. As I said, sadness and joy are all a part of life. And we must take those moments when we're in those troughs and, and still appreciate them because they make the peak so much better. I hope you enjoyed the other aspects of our adventures and our unscheduled trip to Western Panama, which was just an absolute delight and we'd had no plans to visit there, to embrace a diversion in where you think you're going when the destination changes is a wonderful thing. Do look on our website, Sistership Training. We have a Facebook page, Turning Your Cruising Dreams Into Reality as well, where we try and post some tips and advice. That's all I have time for today. I wish you all safe sound.